Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're going to discuss how Bollywood presents itself in cinema by looking at a few films that take us behind the scenes of the Hindi film industry. First up, Om Shanti Om, Farrah Khan's 2007 smash hit starring Shah Rukh Khan and debut actress Deepika Padukone, and Luck by Chance, Zoya Akhtar's first film with Farhan Akhtar, Konkona Sen Sharma, and Rithik Roshan. As well as Priya Darshan's Bilu with Shah Rukh Khan again, Irfan Khan and Lara Dutta. We'll also look at Madhar Bandankar's Heroin with Karina Kapoor, and finally Mirlan Rulufriya's The Dirty Picture with Vidya Balan. Welcome back, listeners. Yeah, sorry about all the names. <laughs> we're gonna we're getting better. Yeah. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of new names uh, to learn as we uh, discussed last week. Yeah, we're gonna. Th- Keep throwing names at you over and over again until something sticks. So get used to that. So this week we have a pretty interesting episode as we, you know, begin this exploration of Hindi cinema. It's really interesting to look at how the how the industry itself is presenting itself in some of its films. Yeah, I guess you can really kind of get a handle for the behind the scenes of the film industry by show, seeing how... They, you know, do it themselves. Like, it might not be the most accurate portrayal, but it kind of gives you just a background into how the movies work. Well, and I think a lot of the production realities speak to how these films come across. Um, And so things about how, you know, producers and directors have to pitch the films to the stars Mm -hmm. and the how actors are working on multiple films at once the writing process of oftentimes working on multiple movies or writing the movie while they're working on it Mm -hmm. um and all of this stuff tends to be referenced um or touched on in these films behind the scenes of the hindi film industry it actually they end up providing a really good explanation of Bollywood while at the same time being really entertaining and engaging films. They also give you a sense of uh, Bollywood's history, especially uh, Om Shanti Om and The Dirty Picture that take you into certain periods mm-hmm. in which uh, you know big stars emerged and then you can kind of see how these personas are often recycled or you know mentioned over and over again. Or how things have changed. Um, and how the changing film industry really um, reflects what we see now. Mm-hmm. And so, why don't we move into our first film? Sure. Um, Om Shanti Om came out in 2007. It was directed by Farah Khan. As I noted earlier, or as you noted earlier, it stars Shah Rukh Khan, Deepika Padukone, and Arjun Rampal, who is a great villain in every movie I've seen him in so far. He has just just got an excellent face, kind of, you know... Pointed and he looks model handsome, but he also looks really kind of sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of friendlies in this movie, and uh, you'll recall if you've seen the film, we played the song from the scene in the film uh, where all the friendlies happen. Last week, we played the song about all the cool boys and all the hot girls. So this movie is kind of like a just a love affair with uh, Hindi cinema of the '70s up until now. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in two timelines, and so the first timeline is set in the 1970s, mm-hmm. and Shah Rukh Khan plays a junior artist, which I think should have been a term that 
we explained last week but forgot to. Would you like to? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. A junior artiste is what uh, we would call, or I guess what Hollywood would call an extra. Exactly. Someone in the background, someone who maybe has a couple lines, but is not a main player in the film. So in the 1970s, Shah Rukh Khan plays a junior artist who is in love with the big, hot, Bollywood actress of the time, Shanti Priya, played by Topeka Padukone, in her very first film role. Mm -hmm. She did a great job for it being her first time out. She even won the Filmfare Award for Best Debut for this film. Nice. One fun thing about the awards in India is that there's, it's almost like the MTV Movie Awards, where there's a bunch of different awards, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Best Actor in a Negative Role, which, not negative with regards to the acting, but, you know, someone who's a villain. It... It kind of gives uh, character actors a place to shine, I think, where the Oscars, you have supporting, but it doesn't really touch on every facet of movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the plot follows Shah Rukh Khan uh, saving Topeka Padukone in this big fire on set, and that's how they meet. And this is actually a reference to something that actually happened on the set of Mother India. Mm-hmm. And they... It's a stunt gone wrong, essentially. Yeah. They become quick friends, and he's in love with her, but she is in love with Arjun Rampal, who is this big and important producer who essentially won't leave his wife for her. Yes. He, he's an evil producer who goes by the name Mike after going to the States for a while. He, um, After he finds out... That uh, Deepika has been cheating on him with Shahrukh, essentially. She hasn't been cheating. Well, like, um, and he, she kind of demands action on their relationship. Yeah. He locks She's starting her. to be too much of a liability. Yeah. She, he locks her in a set and then sets it on fire. Tragedy strikes. Yeah. Shanti Priya is cut down in her prime and she takes Shahrukh with her. Well, Shahrukh. So tragic. Shahrukh is... Kicked away by the exploding set and then hit by a car. He tries so hard to save her. But that's, then, a, that's only half the story. That's only half the story. We then flash forward to present day and Shah Khan has been reincarnated into the body of a popular Bollywood star. Yeah, he's, he's actually reincarnated into a baby who is the son of the man who is driving the car, who is a famous actor named Kapoor. Named after all the many mm-hmm. Kapoor's in Bollywood. So at the moment of his death, his consciousness transfers into a baby who's just been born. And he is then born into a filmy family and becomes a huge Bollywood star in present day. But he, something, and he, and he, he has a big ego. Mm-hmm. But something is wrong and he discovers that he's was reincarnated from this junior artist, and then he sets out to get revenge on Shanti Priya's killer. Yeah, and he he realizes this. He has a kind of a, a preternatural fear of fire, which recalls his prior incarnation. And he sets up one of the most kind of operatic and amazing uh, revenge schemes to take out uh, the producer, who's still around and has been lured back to India with the with the promise of working with uh, modern-day Shah Rukh, who is kind of... He's styled as... I don't want to say douchey, but kind of a... Uh, self-absorbed. He's a self-absorbed movie brat who is mostly concerned with how hot he is and surrounding himself with hot women. And the amazing song, Darty Disco, <laughs> The Pain of Disco, is is kind of testament to that. It's, it's a... 
it's a scene that uh, Om Kapoor, that's his name in uh, the future timeline, he inserts into the film. He's, he's working on kind of a, a message movie about being... Uh, disabled and having challenges in his life. And yeah, he's a quadriplegic and he's blind. <laughs> yeah, and he thinks, you know what would really make this movie pop? A sexy song about how disco is painful. <laughs> An item number. So you see this amazing, and this is, pro- like I think we said last uh, last episode, this is my favorite item number because it's one of the only male item numbers and mm-hmm. you know, really objectifies a super attractive Shah Rukh Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see this item number in all of its glory about the pain of disco with him with just his shirts flying open and, you know, all these backup dancers and they're in like a Sparks factory at one point because all of these dances have to at some point take place in a factory that I believe only produces Sparks. There's a Sparks factory as well as a sexy oil derrick <laughs> where he... You know, it works. I think that's the same place, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, that seems really dangerous then, especially with his fear of flames. But uh, the, this movie has, is, uh, like we said, full of cameos. And yeah. Okay. I can list off a few of them. Some of the friendlies include Abhishek Bakchan, Akshay Kumar, Amitabh Bakchan, Pashu Basu, Hirithrik Roshan, Karen Johar, mm-hmm. Rakesh Rohan, Yash Chopra, Rani Mukherjee, Vidya Balan, Priyanka Chopra, Charisma Kapoor, Govinda Kajol... Preeti Zinta, Salman Khan, Saif Ali Khan, Lara Dutta, and more. Yeah, it's basically a who's who of... Oh, and Farrah Khan herself. Yeah. Uh, the that, that scene where it's during the Diwangi Diwangi song is essentially a who's who of everyone in the Bollywood industry up to that point. Mm-hmm. And with Deepika in the heroine role of the film, you're also getting a hint of who's starting out... Uh, around the movie's uh, debut, which is 2007. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a good bridge and it's a good uh, uh, gateway into all of these actors and you, you might get curious as to who they are. Um, I mean, that they don't get a lot to do in that song, but you, you could put faces to names, that kind of thing, starting off with that. There's also a really good kind of parody of the Filmfare Awards where Akshay Kumar and Abhishek Bakchan are up for... Um, Awards against uh, Shah Rukh Khan's character, and Abhishek Bakshan is up for like Doom Five, which they haven't even made yet. Yeah. And there's a really good joke about Sharuk where he's up for two different movies. Two where different movies where the scenes yeah. are exactly the same. It's just they changed the color of his scarf. It's him meeting a woman in the Swiss Alps, and they're you know reconciling their love together, and he's doing the same scene twice now, in two different films. This film is a lot of fun. I think this is you know grade A over-the-top Bollywood entertainment. It's got lush spectacle, you know, it's very comedic in places, there's a strong romance story, there's revenge, there's intrigue, it, it really has everything. And by using Bollywood, Hindi cinema itself, as the backdrop, it also has a lot of fun kind of, you know, playing homage to Hindi cinema as well as really embracing it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's like off-putting if you don't know a lot about it, because no. you do learn about the industry and you know filming techniques that they had and various sorts of characters mm-hmm. that were popular. And uh, the, the film's directed by Farrah Khan, who started off as a choreographer, right? Mm-hmm. So all of the dance scenes are impeccably done, and it's really like a. I would say a great intro. Yeah, and it has you know this amazing one of. It has many amazing dance sequences, but one that really sticks out to me is when Shah Rukh Khan goes to see 
Deepika Aishanti Priya in one of the films in the 70s and he imagines dancing with her mm -hmm. um, and it goes through it, it uses uh, superimposes kind of old Bollywood footage with the new actors to kind of bring together the old and the new and so the film really has a sense uh, and a passion for Bollywood film history it start its title um, is comes from the film uh, Cars, which is it is in some way inspired by. And the opening sequence of the film is a direct reference to that movie Cars, where a uh, singer is um, basically the set is a gigantic uh, record that's spinning around, and he's singing a song <laughs> while walking on, around on this record. While the dancers have some questionable attire, the background dancers are a little bit weird. It's it's still a pretty cool song, and it's a great way to start off a throwback film to the seventies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's really, I mean, I really can't, I think we have a tendency to be cynical about the film industry. Definitely with regards to Hollywood, but I think that's one of the things I like about Bollywood is that they do honor the memory of their old actors, and it seems like they're given a lot more opportunities to appear in things. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think just... Especially someone like Amitabh Bachchan, who... Well, he's still a He's still in a star. ton of movies now, but... It, it like I, I can't think of a comparable Hollywood actor who is given that much access to the film industry nowadays, given his advanced age. Well, and I think also because of this kind of um, popularity of friendlies, all these cameos, there's a lot of opportunities within Bollywood cinema for people to really kind of show respect mm -hmm. for the legends that came before them by having them kind of show up in the film in some way. It's kind of meta, actually, because... Most of the time when you see a friendly happen, it's not like a character in the story that's appearing. It's just, here's this actor or usually an actress showing up for an item number or something. And, you know, you can enjoy the dancing and the, the music and stuff, but you can also kind of think, oh, that's, it's, it seems nice that uh, they know each other and they get along. Mm -hmm. Now, this film was hugely successful. At the time of its release, it had the highest number of prints ever, 2,000. Um, and so it played on 878 cinemas, and it was the highest grossing Bollywood film worldwide at the time of its release. Yeah, it's since been dethroned by a few other things, but... Including another Farrah Khan film. Yeah, one that's going to come up in a moment here. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> but it's... it's in a future episode. Yeah. It, it definitely did really well, and... Like the uh, Hollywood top ten grossing films in Bollywood, they're often being knocked off the list by bigger and better movies. Mm. So maybe not better, but I wouldn't always say better. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of room for newcomers to come in and you know take away the throne. Okay, so whereas Om Shanti Om, I think is very much kind of a glamorous celebration of Bollywood. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a singing in the rain or something like that. Yeah. Where it is, you know, Bollywood just having a good time talking about Bollywood. <laughs> uh, luck by chance is the kind of seedier underbelly it's in not, a way. It's not so much seedy as it is to my mind, anyway, it seems a lot more realistic, especially it's for It's a de-glamorization. It is definitely a de-glamorization, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, Luck by Chance came out in 2011. It was Zoya Akhtar's first film. Um, we recommended her latest film, Dil de Dakane Do, uh, in our first episode. Yeah, note this is the second film on our list directed by a woman. Yes! The first two movies that we are discussing today are both directed by women, mm -hmm. so awesome. 
Um, it stars her br- brother, Farhan Akhtar, Konkana Sen Sharma, who is more of a parallel cinema actress than a Bollywood actress. She does more kind of uh, serious art films in India than Yeah, Bollywood. just to remind you, that's what parallel cinema is. That's, you know, uh, indie film, art film, parallel cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rishi Kapoor, speaking mm-hmm. of a living legend, Dimple Kapadia, Aisha Sharvani, Sharvani, and Rithik Roshan as Ali Zafar Khan. Um, so, Luck by Chance follows Farhan Akhtar, who is a up-and-coming actor, and his the opportunities he finds trying to break into the Bollywood scene. Yeah, he's starting from basically acting school. Yeah. And, and there's a hilarious scene where his uh, acting school professor kind of talks about all the things that a Bollywood hero has to do, all the different roles that they have to be able to fill. You know, they have to dance, they have to be attractive, they have to be romantic, they have to be do action scenes. And then one of the girls in the class asks what a heroine has to do. She, and he's like, yeah, there's, they're, they're also in the film. <laughs> yeah, they're also in the film. Which, you know, right away uh, sets up kind of, I think, uh, a completely different gender dynamic that we see in Luck by Chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it follows uh, Farhan Akhtar, who is a director, writer on his own. And he's playing a, a young man who essentially tries to, I don't know, scheme his way or guile his way up to the top of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he does. Yeah, but it's... That'll take you about halfway through the plot. Again, we're not spoiling a lot by saying that he does ascend the heights of Bollywood because a lot more things happen. And it's especially his relationship with... Uh, the girl of the piece that shows how it can be difficult. You can be stuck in a rut. Yeah, I think uh, what we see with Akhtar's performance here in Luck by Chance is very different than what we have in Om Shanti Om. Uh, he's not born into a filmy, filmy family, so there's a lot of nepotism in the Bollywood film industry, and it can be difficult for, including the Akhtars, their parents uh, were writers in kind of classic Bollywood, including mm. uh, Sholay. Oh, wow. I believe. Nice. Um, so, it, it can be difficult for outsiders to break into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're oftentimes not given a chance. And so, his narrative kind of follows how he, you know, really is trying to figure out how to play the game. And he becomes, he starts dating, actually, uh, a Kokona Sensharma, uh, who is herself kind of like a side, a big, a well, big actress. She's on, like she. Uh, she's on television. Yeah, she's on like a soap opera. I think at a few. And moments. She, she gets kind of secondary roles, but she never gets kind of a a, a major role or even like. Well, what happened on was, par? Yeah, with the hero. What What happened was that she did a few movies that were kind of provincial movies that mm-hmm. weren't like India-wide films. Regional. They regional. They were made for regional audiences, and it seems like that might have typecast her a little bit. Well, and it You opens... get to see the, like, the producers of the film and the aspects of how they cast these things. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And it opens with, um, with an implied casting couch scene where, mm-hmm. you know, one of these producers says that he will help her out if, you know, He's she... basically dating her on the side from his wife while supposedly Basically. trying to line up roles for her. I, I, I don't know if it, it is, it is kind of seedy, but it's not, I don't know if it's quite a casting couch, but it, it, it is like, you know, he's, 
he's stringing her along for he what she brings to the table. That he never intends to deliver for the pleasure of her company. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Farron Akhtar gets a big break and is cast opposite uh, the daughter of uh, Dimple Kapadia's character, uh, who is a popular. Uh, Bollywood actress, and now her, she's trying to get her daughter into the industry. Mm-hmm. And while on a location shoot, he strikes up a romance with her because he sees this as, you know, an opportunity to further his career. It's his in, and this is something that's going to come up in a few other films later on, specifically uh, Heroin, where having a good uh, romance angle helps you with the media and makes you more mm-hmm. of an attractive proposition, like, oh, well. You know, this person is dating, you know, a famous person. They obviously must have something. And it kind of feeds that media beast. What I like about this film, though, is that none of these characters are really painted in black and white. No, not like uh, Om Shanti Om. There's definitely defined villains and heroes in that one. In in Luck by Chance, there are much more shades of gray. And Zoya Aftar was inspired by Om Shanti Om to write this script and make this film. Um, but it's a much more kind of a nuanced look at Bollywood, at, at the behind the scenes, and kind of Farron Aftar does some kind of shitty things. Like, he mm-hmm. is not... But they're human, relatable things. Exactly. He's not a great guy, and he's not always, you know, a noble or, like, ethical human being. Um, but it's nothing, like, so kind of evil that you completely dismiss He's not killing him. anybody. No. He's, yeah. Um, it's more just, you know, he plays two girls against each other and he mm-hmm. sucks up to a woman just to, you know, mm-hmm. get a good part. Like, things that potentially other people wouldn't put on the line because they find unethical, he's willing to go to those lengths. But I think by the end of the film, you understand that he's sacrificed some things. Mm-hmm. And Kokana Sharma realizes that she's not willing to sacrifice those things. And I think... This film very much sets up kind of a gender dynamic and the difference between a man trying to get into this industry and a woman and how both of them have to navigate that space. Yeah, where uh, where Om Shanti Om is kind of a candy-colored, everyone in cool 70s costumes and then, you know, 2000s costumes. Luck by Chance is a lot more organic feeling. Um, I think it it has a kind of shot-on-digital feel that I would... Kind of reminds me of an indie film maybe put up by Miramax. which Like the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely has a behind-the-scenes feel to it, whereas Om Shanti Om is spectacle. Yeah, and I think I, what I really like is how Akhtar kind of shows you the different levels of uh, the production process. And it has this amazing kind of opening scene that mm-hmm. shows you kind of all the all the old cinemas, like all the small town cinemas and the projectors and just like all the people involved in making these films get to the screen. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's very it, yeah. de-glamorized. It's yeah. not, you know, shiny the studio doesn't look really and polished. great to be there. And what I really liked about that opening scene was when it's the sound designer, for instance... You'll see a picture of someone playing around yeah. with the soundboard. Oh, we should mention your favorite part of Om Shanti Om in the end credits. Yeah, that, this is what I want to talk about when you brought that up, was uh, Farrah Khan, at the end of her movies, uh, has a fun thing where a lot of the people who generally don't get celebrated in the credits to the extent of the stars, they get their chance to shine. So at the end of Om Shanti Om, there's a red carpet screening, and whenever someone's name comes up, 
on the credits, you get to see them showing up and, you know, dressed to the nines, having a good time. You get, you know, gaffers and best boys and, you know, effects people given the same star treatment. And the funny bit at the end is that Farrah Khan shows up and everyone's gone. Yeah. But that makes it look glamorous. Whereas in Luck by Chance, I think she very much wants to deconstruct that idea of the glamorous film industry. Yeah, it's a lot of tradespeople and just nine-to-fivers who put in a day's work to make the uh, the candy-coated things that we love to you know, consume. We haven't talked at all about Rithik Roshan in this. Yeah, Rithik Roshan is a really fun uh, part of the film because he's a, uh, a, a actor who's much further along in his career and is uh, much more established. He comes from a filmy family, which, you know, he's royalty, basically. And... He's got a bit of an ego and, like, can really pull a lot of strings mm-hmm. um, with the projects that he's on and kind of demand a lot of things. And he can also drop projects as he wished to go off to, you know, film something else he think will, thinks will be better. Based on, a, like, a personal vendetta, basically. Yeah. And uh, that's... Uh, that's essentially how far an actor gets his big break is that he just picks up something that Rithik Roshan's character has decided to not do because of a personality conflict. And he's set up as a bit of a villain, but then again, I think you see some like touching sides to him. There's this beautiful scene where he's in a car and all these children are playing um, in the street and they notice it's him and he starts to put up his window, but then he like plays a game with them through mm-hmm. the window. There's also this awesome scene where he is explaining to the uh, screenwriter that the film doesn't make any logical sense, mm-hmm. and the screenwriter just like does not care, is not happy. And the any screenwriter of it. is Anirai Kashyap, isn't no, it? No, the screenwriter of um, a different film is Anirai Kashyap. Yeah, who's yeah. a Bollywood director that we've seen a few films by, namely Bombay Velvet and Gangs of Wasipur. Don't have enough not great things to say about that guy. He seems to be awesome. Um, but there's a lot of other interesting friendlies here. You know, there's uh, Amir Khan and John Abraham, Bomata Rani, Ranbir Kapoor, Shahrukh Khan, Karina And most Kapoor. of, a lot of them are playing themselves in this film. Yeah. A lot of them are also being shopped around this role that uh, Farhan Akhtar's character ends up getting. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really interesting film, and I think uh, kind of an interesting parallel to... Om Shanti Om, and I think kind of seeing both of these films will really give you a kind of better understanding of the Bollywood film industry, not necessarily even just from behind the scenes, but from understanding the things that end up on screen, because mm-hmm. they do a lot of kind of parodies um, and jokes about, you know, some of how how these films get made, mm-hmm. and and we experience that on the other end on screen. And so when he's joking with the screenwriter that this doesn't make any sense, you, you'll recognize that when you see it because these things totally happen. Yeah. And one character and that the, I think... Not, oh. So they might be inside jokes, but they're really accessible. So a, a character type who appears in all of these movies, I think barring Billu, which we're going to talk about after the break, is... Sorry, the, the break, Matt? Oh, sorry, Interval. Uh, is the gossip columnist who mm. will appear and be a friend or foe to our uh, main characters in each film. Um, maybe less so in Om Shantion, but definitely in Luck by Chance, uh, there's um, kind of breaking news to uh, a buddy who works for a, a gossip rag, and that you know th- throws a huge monkey wrench in the works for uh, Farhan Akhtar's uh, film debut. And 
that sort of film culture uh, around gossip and dating and that kind of thing. I don't know. I think it's more palatable somehow just because of the uh, over-the-top nature of these stars and the fact that we see them a lot more often with the friendlies, with, uh, you know, the marketing around them is usually, here's the new movie by this person as opposed to, here's some sci-fi epic about whatever or here's a superhero movie. Yeah, star power is exceptionally important in Bollywood. You get these uh, would-be J.J. Hunsaker types Mm -hmm. who can make or break careers just by, um, you know, dropping a choice bit of info. And that, that's, a, that's a fun character type that I don't think you see a lot in Hollywood films. It's more, if you see that kind of character, it's going to be more of a TMZ type person. A, yeah. A paparazzo, paparazzi. Just someone, some kind of bottom feeder, whereas this is someone who has to be courted. And that, uh, that maintaining one's image in the public eye is really, really important. So I think that's a really fun aspect of a lot of these films. Yeah, the last thing I'll say before Interval is I think one of the reasons we find uh, these films good recommendations for kind of getting into Bollywood um, and really accessible is because I think we recognize that behind-the-scenes kind of narrative. We see it in, in a lot of Hollywood films, like you say, Singing in the Rain, or we see the kind or of... Or the behind, player. The player, yeah. We see the Or we see behind-the-scenes of kind of like the film industry or the music industry, um, the theater industry or the music industry. And so we, we, we recognize this kind of as a genre. And so it's just rec- it's recognizable enough and then just kind of different enough that it really can introduce you to uh, a new world. Mm-hmm. Um, that, again, is similar enough to something that you already recognize and told in a way that you have potentially have seen before. Yeah, so uh, after Interval, we'll be back with... Uh Three more films that explore the um, stardom, the stardom, and the uh, the less uh, palatable aspects of Bollywood film production. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. And we'll be playing "Love Mara Hit Hit" from Billu. Great. Mara Hits Hits from Billu. Yeah, so Billu is um, a film featuring uh, Shahrukh Khan and Irfan Khan, which no relation. Yeah, no relation. <laughs> there's there's a lot of guys named Khan, but it's a uh, it's it's less about the uh, backstage uh, um, politics of making a movie mm-hmm. as it is the the relationship between people who make movies and then people who watch movies. Yes. So in Billu, um, Irfan plays the titular character who is a barber slash farmer. Okay, I have to explain something right here. Uh, this baffles me. This film caused a controversy in India as, you know, every second movie that comes out apparently does. Well, that's how you know you have a hit on your hands. If you piss someone off, then <laughs> right. you know that you're doing something right. Um, because, like, the hair salons and hairstyling associations objected to the use of the term barber in the title because they found it derogatory. Which is weird because every second, you know, 
scissor slinger you'll find in North America would rather be referred to as a barber than a hairstylist. Yeah, when you go to the barber, that's much fancier than when you go to the to the hairdresser. Yeah, at least for men, anyway. Um, So yeah, this I find this like a fascinating kind of cultural distinction um, where there's a word in North America that I think has a certain kind of a classy appeal that they find derogatory in India. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, Billow, which came out in 2009 and was directed by Priya Darshan. uh, It's a remake of a Malayalam film. Sure, it's a remake of a Malayalam film. It's it's a movie where Irfan Khan, who plays Billow the Barber, he's not well off. His 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 uh, barbershop is failing because a newer, more modern, it's actually called Modern Medans across the street has opened up. And it's, it's stealing away all his business. And it has a proper, like, rolling chair. Yeah, it's like got it. one of the fancy chairs and it's got, you know, paint on the inside. <laughs> Billow's place is The mirror humble. is clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he's behind on his debts his kids won't can't go to school because he needs to pay the school board and um but his wife played by Lara Dutta is also struggling because in order to make ends meet she has to kind of borrow things from friends and promise things in return that she can't necessarily give because again they're stretched very thin yeah like uh you know they're they're trading goat's milk for grain it's Um, a very small town and I think this film is in, it's refreshing to see it set in like a more small provincial town in India as opposed to a big city. Yeah. So by coincidence, uh, a Bollywood superstar named Sahir Khan, played by Shah Rukh Khan, uh, chooses the town of Bobduba to uh, use for the production of his latest film. And his arrival in the town causes a gigantic stir, as does the knowledge that Bilu supposedly knows him from back in the day. They were best friends growing up. Yeah, and this... Uh, I mean, he's told his kids this, he's told his wife. He hasn't really told anyone exactly how it went down. But well, but then his kids go yeah. to school and spread it around. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the whole town starts knocking on Billow's door saying, Hey, buddy, can we help you out? Can we buy you some new equipment? Can we, um, you know, get you some nice things for your wife? And what do they need in return? Well, they want access to Sahir Khan. And there's a great uh, juxtaposition of Bilu's really modest surroundings and how everyone around him, you know, there's the town rich guy who he's still a miser. He mm-hmm. he has a group of thugs that he travels around with, Biff Tannen style. But like he's not he's not that well off in the grand scheme of things. But how everyone just for a taste of fame to get close to one of these guys will do anything. Well, and everyone knows Sahir Khan. They have seen all his movies. And the casting of Sharuk here works really, really well because they use kind of Sharuk's own stardom mm-hmm. uh, in the film's advantage. You know, he he is the biggest star in Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the town is plastered with his own film posters. Yeah, not not movies that were made up for... Bilu movies that you know exist in our world. So he and he, I think he gets to have a lot of fun playing this alternate version of himself, where he has a big helicopter and a leather jacket jacket that says he's rolling King around Kong in a Bentley every, all the time. There's and a really fun montage when he's introduced that just uses parts from uh, <laughs> Shah Rukh's own movies uh, to introduce Sahir. 
And we got turned on to this film because uh, I had seen one of the item numbers online, uh, which is Love Mara Hit Hit, which we played, which involves <laughs> uh, the, the character of that Shurukas Khan is playing, Sahir Khan, a film that he is doing where he arrives to like this other planet in a spaceship. It, and it's then, really unclear what his mission is here. And then Topeka Padukone is there. With a and, bunch uh, of ladies. With a bunch of ladies. And then they have a like a seductive dance. And then he leaves. Yeah. Um, and they film that item number before they really have the plot of the film. Which, again, like how these films show you the production process. They're writing the script as they go. And they go, well... I think it should be a double role, and your two brothers who, you know... They both have, have one half of a locket. That's how they'll be able to tell who they are three-quarters of the way through the movie. And, uh, um, trivial alert, that was also a Farrah Khan uh, dance number, right? She choreographed yeah, this Yeah, she film. did choreograph this. And, well, yeah, I love that dancing, because it, it kind of has some Star Wars influences in kind of the costuming and hairstyles mm -hmm. and stuff. Oh, and, and there's some Matrix influences later on in like yeah. the action scene that you see from the movie. It really makes me wish that we were getting some sort of Bollywood Star Wars movie that could play around with some of the uh, tenets in a fun way like uh, Billu was doing. I, I think that'd be super cool. Overall, this is such a sweet movie, though, and I think has, you know, kind of some... Some not profound, but some charming and moving things to say about how people interact with cinema and the excitement and escape that cinema provides them. Yeah. As well as like that, the reciprocality of that relationship. Because Sahir Khan's character, uh, he's isolated and he's sheltered and he doesn't always have a lot of time for the people in the village. But that's not because. He thinks he's above it. That's not because he has an ego. It's because he just wants to do good work and he wants people to see the movie and be touched by the movie. Yeah. But he still agrees to, you know, meet with kind of the important people in town and talk to orphans. Yeah, he talks to orphans and gives give them dinner. Um, and it really, at, at the end of the film, it really becomes about, you know, this this very uh, this very bro story about, you know, the, the prodigal... Prodigal friends reconnecting, and it's mm -hmm. it's quite moving. Um, and so, well, on one level, the film is is very down to earth. It gets to have its element of glamour and its item numbers by having one of its characters be yeah. a Bollywood star. Uh, Priyanka Chopra and Karina Kapoor also show up into the item numbers. Yeah, um, and it's just it's it's lovely. It's a fun, you know, little bit of escapism on the Sahir Khan side, but on the uh, the Billu side, it's really... Uh, the cinematography is excellent. And just kind of the location shooting, mm -hmm. the place where he lives is just this mountainous, lush, verdant place where everyone is subsiding, basically. It's, it seems Everyone's like bathing in the river and yeah. doing their laundry in there. It's a, it's a tough life yeah. out there, but it's really... But they're all of... so excited about this movie star. Yeah. But there, there's nothing cynical about this film. Well, they all they all kind of want something from Sahir Khan, but it's they do kind of recognize that he's a person. It, he's well, not just he, a walking money bag. He recognizes that he's a public figure. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of maybe he's taking in the opinion that he can help or at least entertain the m most amount of people by making movies rather than doing public appearances or something like. Yeah. If it's his goal in life to make people's lives a little bit better, 
uh, he can do that by entertaining them at the at the movie theater. And Irfan Khan is extraordinary in it. He's good in everything. He's, I have yet to see a movie where I didn't think Irfan Khan, you know, was God's gift to acting. Irfan Khan <laughs> does an excellent job with the 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 pathos and oh, we feel bad for Billy, but he's also pretty funny and he's good at uh, a little bit of a physical comedy too. He's a really relatable character again because he he doesn't have too much of an ego. Um, but, you know, and, but still kind of like a, a commanding presence in his household. It's, he's really, it's quite a layered performance that I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate. I, I love it whenever he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Okay, our final two films are uh, cautionary tales of women in the Bollywood film industry. In different time periods. In different time periods. Uh, so our first one is hero- heroin or heroine? Her- heroin. Heroin? Yeah. Not heroin? No. In the song, they say it like heroin. I think they're trying to rhyme it with something. Okay. Yeah. Um, this heroin. is by... Uh, from 2012. From 2012. This is by Madhur um, Bandarkar. And I was really apprehensive about this film. This director, uh, this is kind of his shtick. He makes these movies about women who get swept up in these glamorous entertainment industries and... Professions. Professions, yes. And how they ruin them. So his previous film with Priyanka Chopra, Fashion, is about her as a fashion model. And he just had one come out a couple weeks ago in India. It didn't get released in uh, Canada, at least. About uh, models in a popular calendar. This one... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's called Calendar Girls. The trailer does not make it look Different interesting. Different from the one about old ladies in England, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we tried to watch Fashion, and I hated it. Yeah. Like, uh, the this film, as well as Fashion, is definitely a... Maybe a Devil's Wear, Wears Prada-ish examination of women versus each nah, other. Nah, Devil Wears Prada is a lot of fun. Sure. But it's 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 in that realm This of, is more like TV Marilyn Monroe movie. Or like an All About Eve type thing, yeah. but perhaps not as artistically minded. Exactly, like a made-for-TV, behind-the-scenes Marilyn Monroe movie. Why don't you mm-hmm. explain the film? Sure, so uh, Karina Kapoor plays our main character, Mahi. This role was originally supposed to go to Ashwari Ray, um, but she had to leave it because she got pregnant. Yeah, and she's not an ingenue anymore. She's a Bollywood star who's done a few big films but is looking for that thing that's going to take her to the next level. She's in a relationship with Arjun uh, Rampal. Arjun Rampal again. Yeah, our villain from Om Shanti Om. In, I'm not going to say a villainous role in this one. He does some bad things, but I think they're understandable. Mm-hmm. They're they're well, not something you would want to do, but it's... He it's, gets his comeuppance, so yeah. I think you feel bad for him in the end. Yeah, and he's, he's another Bollywood star who's, who's potentially... Uh, is more on the rise, and they have a relationship. He's well, he's divor- a man, so his yeah. his stardom is secured. He's divorcing his wife, and he's seeing Mahi on the side, and they want to work on a picture together, but it's just not coming through. So it, it charts Mahi's kind of fall into doing smaller movies, into drinking. She has a bipolar disorder where she's taking pills all the time. And there's some ups and some downs. It's a real, it's very soapy, but it's a real mm-hmm. roller coaster ride of just following her around. And I think if you get on board the movie's wavelength, and if you're interested in how fame is difficult to achieve when you're a woman and how it's um, fleeting, you could enjoy this film. 
Yeah, I do appreciate that it wants to discuss the gender dynamics. So in Bollywood, the male stars are eternally youthful. You know, they they're always heroes. They're always heroes. Um, they you know can be in their fifties and they're still acting with young women who are in their early twenties. Cough, cough. Everyone got everyone named Khan. Cough, cough. <laughs> uh, yes, um, because. The actors, you know, the big heroes, they want to appear with young women in their film because it films because it makes them look attractive. No, nope, this so, is not something that's only in Bollywood. It's not only in Bollywood, but it's very systematic in Bollywood. Um, for example, there is a film coming out with Shah Rukh Khan with Aliyah Bhatt, who is 22. She looks like a baby, and Shah Rukh Khan is, you know, approaching his 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and women have much shorter careers. And make a lot less money in Bollywood than the men do. Again, also in Hollywood. But one thing that happens in Bollywood, at least it used to, it, it seems to happen less now, is that if you get married as a woman, yeah. you essentially leave the industry. Yeah, and that's changing. Um, for example, Karina Kapoor is married. To Saifali Khan. Kajal is married. Randy Mukherjee is married. Um, Vidya Balan is married. Um, and Ashwari Ray is married and she will be making a, a comeback in a couple weeks in Jasba. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to seeing that one. So that that does seem to be changing, but there very much is a double standard. And so while Arjun Rampal's star can continue to sustain, Karina Kapoor's character, Mai, really has to struggle. You know, she's on the outs, she's being replaced by newer and younger actresses, and so she really has to kind of maneuver and play this game to try and keep her her name and her appearance in the forefront. And what I really like about this film is how it talks about the importance of not just getting kind of big and popular movies, but about getting endorsements mm-hmm. and how, you know, being a public figure, a public face for different type brands is important, as well as, you know, who who you're dating. So she has a relationship with a very popular cricketer played by Randy Puda. Yeah, and cricket the, is yeah. know, another religion in India. He's the vice captain of the national team, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So it would be like, uh, I don't know, dating someone. David the, Beckham. David, Well, like David Beckham <laughs> or possibly a player for the Yankees. Just someone yeah. who is the exemplar of that sport. Exactly. Um and you know, and then she does get the opportunity to work on a hit, but because the lead star dislikes how she, you know, spurns his romantic advances, he forces the director to cut down her scenes and make her essentially look bad. And the marketing it shows how that can make or break an actress because the movie does really well, but she's barely in it and uh, she's not on the poster. She also she is up. on the poster, but they insist on making uh, one a poster with just the girl who's in the item number. Yeah. And the girl who's in the item number gets all the glory because everyone finds the item number very exciting, um, whereas her part is secondary. Yeah, she also tries to get into art film and hooks up with yeah. an arty director, but then finds another obstacle. But I don't, I don't really want to spoil too much yeah. for it, but it's, it's definitely a... Uh, it's showing how tough it is in the industry. And it's it's an entertaining movie. It's a scandalous film as well. I there there is there's some sex in this movie, Matt. Mm-hmm. And and you know, she she films the sex in this movie and it's implied that she has a lesbian relationship in this movie. This is Yeah. This is very spicy stuff for Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Scandalous. Um 
I don't think I loved this movie quite as much as you did. Um, again, I appreciated some of the seedier aspects of the entertainment industry that it mm -hmm. was um, exploring, and I I liked the gender dynamics. But overall, I think um, I think that Ben Dakar's kind of interest in these cautionary tales, um, these female cautionary tales, I, I find them kind of flat. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that Karina Kapoor's character is as dynamic as Vidya Balan's character in The Dirty Picture. Yeah, one last thing to say about heroin. I did really like the main theme. It kind of had like a like a Bond movie type background. It has uh, no good dance background. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of great dance sequences, but the, the main theme to the film, and it runs throughout the movie. Uh, and it's digital in a... Good song. It's digital in a flat kind of it, it's dull way. It's very TV looking. As opposed to um, the the kind of more interesting aesthetics that you get in Luck by Chance. And on Chantel. And, well, but, but we have that same kind of like obviously digital photography and luck by chance but that works in its favor oh yeah, yeah whereas here it's very flat and very tv look yeah you could have you could have shot heroin the same way that om shanti om is shot um and then it, i think it would have felt more cinematic it might have yeah so our last film uh this episode is the dirty picture yeah talking about the uh the dirty aspects the seedy aspects of bollywood directed by milan luthria came out starring vidya Bellon. yeah came out in uh 2011 and it's a uh, it's a fictional biopic of a kind of South Indian actress who uh, is known for her sex appeal and her item numbers, based on a real actress. Yeah, named Silk Smitha. Uh, she's called Silk in the movie as well. Yeah, Vidya Balan's character is also named Silk, and uh, she's a young provincial girl who kind of leaves home, wants to make it big, and will do anything to do that. She ends up uh, kind of on a junior artist on set one day and the lead actress in the film in a regional this is this is more about regional cinema than it is about Bollywood mm -hmm. um, in a regional film and the actress on set that day kind of like won't do the dance sequence because there's a lot of whipping going on around it and she thinks it's dangerous and so Silk steps up she jumps right in on and um, as soon as the camera gets on her she oozes sex appeal Mm -hmm. uh, when the film comes out, people are buying tickets just to go see this item number. If you like a good montage of tickets getting stamped and guys going into movie theaters, well, here you go. This or is... a good montage of, like, sexy, sexy video ballon. Yeah, that's also good. Um, she ends up building a career out of kind of being this sex symbol, being this item number girl. Mm -hmm. and She's she... not really ever taken seriously as an actress no. for this. And... Like, as opposed to heroin, she's definitely typecast from the very beginning. Exactly. Uh, she starts up a romance with a kind of older, more powerful film star that she's always kind of admired, played by Nazaruddin Jha. Um, and he, he will never leave his wife for her. He's kind of embarrassed about his love affair with her. Uh, and then she starts up a relationship with his brother, who is a screenwriter, mm -hmm. played by uh, Tushar Kapoor, who she thinks might kind of give her her big break. And she is a, an ongoing... I love the, the central relationship of this movie is really good because it's something we don't see a lot. And it's a rivalry between a man and a woman. Yeah. And it's it's over and this artistic is with, concern. Yeah. And this is with um, Emran 
Hashmi, who is a kind of serious director who wants to make art films and really kind of holds her up as everything that's wrong with commercial cinema. <laughs> and Vidya Balan is amazing in this film. She won not only the Best Actress at the Film Fair Awards, but the Best Actress at the National Film Awards. And to explain the difference between those two, um, they're both like the Oscars, but the Film Fair Awards are the Oscars of Bollywood, of Hindi cinema, mm -hmm. and the National Film Awards are the Oscars of India. Mm. So it's all of the different languages. And okay. so she got Best Actresses at both awards that year, which is very big. And she, she brings depth to this role that I think if this film had been with a lesser actress, would not have had the same impact because she is spellbinding in it. She's yeah. also said that this is um, the largest she's ever been in a film and the happiest she's ever been. It's, it's definitely... Or the a, sexiest yeah. she's ever been. It's another one where the use of gossip columnists and the way the media portrays you mm -hmm. as an actor or an actress is, you know, an integral part of the, the star's arsenal. So, essentially, she makes her name by... Being a scandal. Yeah. And, by being too hot. And keeping, you know, new scandals, new outrages that annoy her, her artistic rival. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a way of keeping herself in the spotlight as the, as the market moves from films in the 70s to more softcore porn, that kind of thing in the 80s. Uh, it definitely gets a softcore porn in quotes because you know yeah. the the stuff that that we see in this film is nowhere near as kind of raunchy or even suggestive as what you'd see in North America. Yeah, it's definitely sort of skinamax, let's say. And she she's a powerful force in this woman in this film because she takes on uh, this kind of puritanical debate. You know, she is seen as something that wrong in India, wrong in the film industry. She represents something unseemly. And she throws that back in their face and she says, I'm only a star because you made me a star, because you wanted me, because you enjoy me. And so it has, you know, there's like, there's this Madonna and whore complex, mm -hmm. right? And so they throw her under the bus because she represents the whore. And she really stands up for that and says, I'm only doing this because this is what you've asked me to do. Because this is what you want from me and now you're going to shame me for it when you created me? Yeah, there's a really interesting scene where Silk wins an award at, I don't think it's the Film Fair Awards. No. I think it's some made-up award show. But she basically spouts off at the audience saying, you know, you can give me all the awards you want. My movies make money and everyone's seen them. And, you know, I can't say that about everyone else here. Yeah, and, you know, and this film is feminist. I find this film feminist in a way that I don't find heroine feminist. Because at the end of heroine, she kind of is her own undoing. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, the dirty picture doesn't have a much happier ending either. She no, also, it definitely doesn't. She also falls apart, but she feels so much more... Um, the, the captain of her own ship, she feels so much more kind of in control mm -hmm. of her, herself, and her persona. Um, and, I mean, she gets the opportunity to produce the film. Yeah. Um, and I think the ways in which she brought down say a lot about kind of how women are supposed to act in public spaces. You know, she was built to be the sex object, but we can't love a sex object. 
Yeah, if you like the uh, movie about Betty Page with uh, Gretchen Maul, it's definitely in that uh, sort of caliber of film. Really mm-hmm. good. It De- is really good. Definitely worth seeking out. Okay, so Matt, of all five of these films that we discussed, which one would you recommend the most? Um, well, definitely Om Shanti Om. Uh, that is, if you're looking for the whole package of, you know, beautiful cinematography, fun stars, great songs, uh, an interesting story, that's probably the best one, I would say. Um, apart from that, Bilu is more, I'm not saying it's an art film, but it's more of a sort of... Uh, character piece mm-hmm. and it's very very these are all really enjoyable films I like all of them uh, but I would probably recommend uh, Om Shanti Om and Bilu the most yeah I I would also I think Om Shanti Om is a must see mm-hmm. um, and but I, I also I really love the dirty picture I think and, and we didn't even get into the cinematography but it's 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 lush it's gorgeous to look at it's another one um, where using great uh, sets and um, 70s clothes and colors really makes the movie look good. I did have a slight problem with some of the typography used in the film, but this is an incredibly stupid problem that only I have. <laughs> yeah, that only you have. And they do kind of repa- repeat the one uh, song. Yeah, I wish there was a the few Uba more songs. A few more songs in that one. It, it, it picks up in the second half with a couple more good songs, but it, Om Shanti Om, you get the full package. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, Luck by Chance is a is a real is a real treat. Yeah, I would I would recommend seeing all these movies honestly, but uh, definitely start with Om Shanti Om. Thank you so much for joining us this episode. We will be back in two weeks with another episode, and we will be uh, doing the follow up to our previous episode and looking at the next generation of stars and covering four films. Tevar, Shadezi Romance, Student of the Year, and Band Baja Barat. But in the meantime, how can people keep up with the show, Matt? If you are on Twitter, send us your questions, crises, concerns, comments, everything to at praise. Praise, praise, yeah, especially praise. Tell us how much you like us at Bollywood Pod. You can also follow our personal Twitter accounts. Mine is Erin E. Fraser, E R N E F R A S E R. And I'm Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. If you are a fan of the show, please hit that subscribe button so that you get our next episode in two weeks. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review and an iTunes star rating to help other people find the show and make us feel good about ourselves. Um, And send us any movie suggestions you have, and we will add that to our pile and hopefully eventually find ways to talk about them on the show. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll uh, catch you in two weeks.